There are two times in the life of a believer when we are most likely to drift away from a strong relationship with the Lord. We talked about one of those times last Sunday because we talked about what it's like to go through the valley of the shadow of death and recognize there are those times when everything seems to be going wrong and when we are in the midst of a place that could make us fearful. And if we're not careful, those difficult times in life can be those times when we drift away from the Lord. Ironically enough, the second most uh, second time when you're most likely to drift away from the depth of your relationship with Christ is when everything is going your way. When the sun is shining and everything is perfect and uh, people like you and your health is good and material blessings are abundant, those are times when it's easy to forget how much you need Jesus Christ. And you just kind of go about your way. That's why I think it's so interesting that David dealt with exactly those two issues back to back. It's kind of a, a different kind of thing, isn't it? That in the 23rd Psalm, at one moment, he's talking about going through the valley of the shadow of death. And then in the very next moment, he begins to talk about, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I guess we need to ask the question, what do you do when God blesses your life? Because just as surely as there are going to be seasons when you're going to walk through the shadow, there are also going to be seasons you're going to go through when everything is going okay, when your cup overflows. And it's, in the, it's those who can continue to trust God during the good times who will be truly blessed. So this morning, I want us, as we continue to walk through the 23rd Psalm, to discover some principles God has given us for trusting the Lord in the midst of the best of times and recognizing what it means to depend upon Him just as much when things are going your way as you do when you're struggling to get by. So let's jump in and discover what the Bible has to say to us. And the first thing it says is this. Always remember that God is the source of everything. When David wrote and said, you prepare a table before me, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. What he was basically saying was, Lord, I depend upon you for all of the good things that are coming, going on in my life. It's God who provides the basics, sunshine and rain, water and food and air. It's God who gives us the ability to think and to create. It's God who gives us strength to work and who blesses our efforts so that we see our, the things we're doing flourishing in our lives. The truth is this. There is absolutely nobody on this earth who can honestly claim to be a self-made man or woman. Not one person can talk about how they are self-made. Rich and I were talking the other day about the old movie Shenandoah that was made years ago. And Jimmy Stewart, and if you've ever seen that movie, you know it is probably the most depressing movie ever made. And it's about a family that's dealing with the after effects of the Civil War and the divisions within their family and the struggles they go through. But the thing I remember most about that movie is the blessing that they say around the table. They gather around and the, the patriarch of the family, Jimmy Stewart, says, let's bow our heads and let's say our blessing. And this is what he says. He says, Lord, we live in a place that we came and we've made it into what it is. We cleared the land and we plowed the fields and we planted the, 
the seed. And all summer long in the midst of the heat, we worked hard to make sure that our crops would flourish. And when the time came to bring them in, we went out, Lord, and we worked hard and we brought in the harvest. And out of the very sweat of our brows, we are enjoying the benefits that are on this table in front of us. Lord, we did it all. But we thank you anyway. Amen. What kind of prayer is that? Well, it's a prayer that I might not say and you might not say, but you know what? There are times in our heart of hearts when that's exactly how we feel. Lord, I am who I am because of my own efforts. Lord, everything I have is because of myself. Lord, I gave to myself the things that I deserve and all of it is because of me. And the Lord says, none of it, none of it came from your hand. I remember one time an, an atheist scientist decided to challenge the Lord. And he said, anything you can do, I can do. I can find the way through science to accomplish anything that you can accomplish. And the Lord just simply looked at him and he said, well, can you do this? And the Lord scooped down and he took a handful of dust and he breathed on it. And he made a man, a living soul. And this atheist said to him, if you can do it, I can do it. And he began to reach down and as he scooped it up, the Lord said, wait a minute, get your own dirt. <laughs> what am I saying? What I'm saying is this, there is nothing we have that does not find ultimately its source in the Lord. He made it, he gave it to you, he blessed you with it. And none of us can say, it was all me, it's all me, I did it for myself it all comes from God apart from him we are nothing David knew how true this was he knew what it was like to live a blessed life he was born a shepherd but he became a king his leadership began with just a few scattered tribes and he transformed it into a kingdom soon to be an empire in his lifetime David knew success and wealth and accomplishment and love. Most of the things that people still dream of having today belong to him, but he never lost his perspective. Notice what he said in this verse that we're reading together this morning. He said, Lord, you prepare a table. You anoint my head with oil. And he infers, and you overflow my cup. You, Lord, you, Lord, it's all you. David knew everything he had came from the hand of God Almighty. And he enjoyed it as a gift from the Lord. It's possible to prosper personally and spiritually if you know it all came from the Lord. This morning, if you're going to stay close to God during the good times of your life, one of the things you have to recognize is, I have been blessed. God has given me an abundance. Not because I'm so wise, or I'm so special, or I'm so different, but because it belongs to Him. I was watching an interview just this morning as I was getting ready to come 
with the president, the CEO, the creator of Hobby Lobby. Did any of you see that? And here's a man who he said began with $600 to create a business and now it's worth billions of dollars. And this is what he said. He said, I've reached that point where I'm giving my company away. He said, any money that I receive from our company will be my salary. Any money that my children receive from our company will be their salary. Nobody is going to have this abundant blessing that God has given us. And so he's giving the company away. He's giving it to the Lord. It'd be hard for you and hard for me, but already he made a decision years ago. Half the profits from this company will always be invested in ministries. And now he's just taking the next step. He's just saying, this is God's company. Came from his hand. I've used it for his glory. And now I surrender it to him. Wow. He understood it all came from God. Not because he earned it or deserved it or could claim it. But because God chose to bless him. Reminds me of a comic strip from a long, long time ago. Dennis the Menace. You remember Dennis? Little boy did the best he could. Couldn't help it. He always seemed to end up in trouble. Now, I can probably divide this crowd, young and old, between the people who remember Dennis the Menace as a comic strip and those who have seen it as a movie. And if I want to divide it even further, I'd divide it into that group that are going, what movie? Dennis was always getting in trouble and his arch enemy was Mr. Wilson who lived next door who was constantly being aggravated and, and uh, tormented by this little boy. And that was Mr. Wilson but not Mrs. Wilson. Mrs. Wilson was sweet and good and she cared for Dennis. In one of those comic strips, Dennis and his friend Joey are walking away from the Wilson's house and both of them have their hands full of cookies. And Joey looks at Dennis and he says, what did we do to deserve all of these cookies? You know what Dennis said? He said, Joey, you don't understand. Mrs. Wilson didn't give us these cookies because we're good. She gave them to us because she's good. Isn't that good? And God doesn't bless you because you're good. He blesses you because he's good. And all of it comes from his hands. So in times of abundance, remember, your blessings are not evidence that you're stronger or smarter or more deserving than anybody else. They are signs that say your heavenly father knows who you are knows what you need and has chosen to bless you abundantly. There's another thing I see in the 23rd Psalm that's important and it's this. God provides for those who will receive his gifts. It sounds strange to suggest that anybody would ever refuse a gift especially a personal gift from God himself but sometimes people do. The truth is, there are all kinds of times when a gift is extended and somehow people refuse or hesitate or don't know whether to receive it or not. Let me show you what I mean. 
So this morning, I have a $20 bill in my pocket. Now, I almost lost my $20 bill a while ago because when Eddie came by taking up the offering, he kind of shook the plate at me pretty hard. <laughs> but I held on to my $20 bill. Now, here's the thing. And I'm just going to put it right here. And whoever will come and get it can have it. It's the real thing. It's your gift. Who's going to take it? <laughs> Have a good lunch today, Nathan. Oh, did you give it to so Zoe's got it? Have a good lunch today. Oh, there you go. Y'all got a date. This is going to work out really good. Good job. Isn't it funny that we hesitate? I put this money up here. It's free. You can have it. Anybody can take it. But you're just not sure. What is it that causes you to hesitate to receive a gift that is abundantly offered? Why would you refuse a gift? Let me suggest some things. Sometimes it might not be exactly what you want. You know, I might say, here's a $20 bill. And you may be sitting out there going, well, if it's not a 50, it's not worth my effort. I was thinking the first time I tried this years ago, I put a $10 bill out there. And I thought to myself, when I was thinking about doing this this morning, I thought, if I put a $10 bill out there, people will say, I won't even buy lunch. <laughs> you know? Sometimes it may not be what you want. And so you say, God, I appreciate you offering this gift, but I just don't think that's what I want. Sometimes you might not like the way it's wrapped. It doesn't look the way you want it to look. It doesn't feel the way you want it to feel. And so you're just not sure you want it. And sometimes you're suspicious of the giver's motive. Wait a minute. What are the strings attached to this? If I take this, then does that mean I'm obligated to you? Does that mean I've got to give you something in return? What's going on? And all of those reasons are reasons sometimes people say no to the Lord. They pray for their wants and God provides their needs and they grow frustrated with him. Sometimes God's gifts come wrapped in circumstances that they don't understand and they don't wait to see what God is doing. Sometimes people think the Lord's trying to trick them. They don't trust his love. They're frightened by his blessings. This is what Psalm 23, 5 reminds us of. It reminds us that he is ready to bless whenever we are ready to receive. He's waiting on us to receive what he abundantly provides. Look at the examples David used. You prepare 
you anoint. My cup runs over. What do all of these things have in common? They must be actively given and gratefully received. God, you put it out there. You take the initiative and then you wait to see how I'm going to respond. Here's the thing. None of them can be grasped by yourself. You cannot take anything from the hand of God. You can't go to the Lord Almighty and say, this is what I want and I will take it from you. I will wrench it from you. I will pry it from your grasp. You cannot take anything from God's hand. And none of them will, give, will be given to someone who turns away. God will not force you to receive what he wants to give you. He will extend it out there and say, here it is, and if you can take it, you can have it. What would have happened if we hadn't just had a race a moment ago to claim this $20 bill? You know what would have happened? It would have still been sitting there at the end of the service, offered, but not received. And the same thing can be true with God's blessings. He reaches out and extends his blessings to you. And you say to him, I don't want it. I won't take it. I refuse it. And you know what he does? Nothing. He won't force you to take what he wants to bless you with. He's waiting till you're ready and willing. And then you can receive. So what are the things God wants to bless us with? Well, this is what David says. He says he provides, he uh, blesses us with provision, with material blessings. You prepare a table before me. He blesses us with protection in the presence of my enemies. He blesses us with acceptance. You anoint my head with oil, a symbol of an honored guest honor that is given and not earned he blesses us with abundance my cup overflows understand God may not always give you what you want or what you expect but he will give you the best of what you need and what he provides he provides abundantly he is waiting to bless you when you're ready to receive So how do I do that? Well, the Psalms tells us that the key to receiving God's best is obedience. That it's important to practice obedience to Christ. Obedience in times of need. And obedience in seasons of abundance. We are to receive what God wants us to have. If we can continue to obey the Lord in the good times, two things will happen. One, we will grow tremendously in our spiritual walks. And two, we will open our lives to more blessings. If in those good times in your life, if in those times when everything seems to be going your way and everything's being provided, in those times, if you do not neglect him, 
or forget him or turn away from him or decide to trust yourself instead of him, then you can believe this. God has an abundance of blessings waiting for you. Let me give you a strong spiritual principle. If you obey God in every situation, he will be responsible for the outcomes in your life. If you obey him in every situation, then he will be responsible for the outcome. It's not your problem. You don't have to make it happen. You obey and you trust. But the inverse is also true. And if you disobey God, he will resist you at every turn until you turn back to him. And understand, in those times when you're neglecting him, in those times when you've forgotten him and he begins to resist you and things begin to go backwards in your life and you suddenly feel what it's like to uh, have enough and yet it's uh, have uh, an abundance and yet it's not enough. In those times when God pushes back, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you anymore. In fact, it means he loves you too much to let you keep going the wrong way. So we need to learn how to practice obedience. How we respond to the Lord in the good times makes all the difference in the world. Because in those good times, if we're not obedient, then nothing we have really matters. That's why some people have everything the world can offer. And in the end, it turns into dust in their hands. That's why you hear the gossip people on television talking about this celebrity couple or that celebrity couple. And they'll say something along this line. They love each other so much they have just celebrated their three-month anniversary. Because they know by six months it will all have turned to dust. If you think you've had everything, you have to know it can fall apart. Solomon inherited David's wealth. And in the beginning, he followed closely to the Lord. And he asked God for the wisdom and the guidance to lead his people. And God blessed him with those things abundantly. But as the years went by, in the midst of all of his possessions, he turned away from the Lord. He thought he had it all made. Solomon looked around and he saw all of the things he had accomplished, everything that he'd owned, all of the influence he had, the, the empire that he led. And he thought, look at what I have done. And he forgot the Lord. But at the end of his life, this is what he said. Everything is vanity and chasing after the wind. In the end, he said, you know, with everything I have and everything I hold and everything I have acquired, it just doesn't mean anything because my heart is no longer right with God. On the other hand, those who trust the Lord will always see his hand of blessing and always find a reason to praise in the midst of those good times, they continue to say, you know, God did this for me. 
There's no other explanation other than my life has been blessed by the Lord. He has blessed my health. He has blessed my family. He's blessed my work. He's blessed the, the things that I've been able to hold in my hand. And I recognize none of this came from me. It all came from the Lord. Yesterday morning, sitting on my porch, I came across a quote. And I thought, man, this is so powerful and so on point for this morning. This is what Mark Batterson said. He said, whatever you don't turn into praise turns into either pride or pain. Isn't that good? Whatever you don't turn into praise turns into either pride or pain. David obeyed the Lord. His blessings deepened his trust in God. Late in his life, perhaps he was thinking about God's overflowing love. And instead of saying everything is vanity the way his son would say one day. He wrote this in Psalm 116. What shall I give to the Lord for all he has done for me? I'll take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. When you stay close to him in the good times, his blessings only make you thirsty for more of what God has in store. So this morning I ask you that question. How are things in your life? Are they going pretty well? Do you have the material things that you need? Are you blessed by the love of people around you? Just feel like you've accomplished everything you could possibly dream of accomplishing and more. And if you have, my simple question is this. And have all of those things made you hold tighter to the abundant goodness of the God who loves you and the Lord who saves you. Because trusting him in the good times, that is so important in our lives. Yes, some days we're going to walk through the valley of the shadow. But there are going to be other times when we recognize God has abundantly blessed me. And because he's blessed me, I will trust him more. Maybe you're here today and you're not a believer. You've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Oh, you may believe about him, but you've never trusted him. You don't have that personal relationship with him. And maybe you're here and the truth is you thought, well, what I can hold in my hands will make my heart happy. The things that I can possess, they'll give me the satisfaction I need. And over the years you've discovered none of that stuff is working for me. That's because you need a personal relationship with Jesus. And in just a few moments as we sing our invitation hymn, I'm going to be here at the front. Dr. Hutchins is going to be here. If you'll just come down the aisle and meet us here, we'll be glad to talk to you about how you can come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Or maybe you're recognizing, you know, part of God's blessing on my life is what he's doing for me through this church and I want to be a part of it 
I want to join this church and make myself a member of this place so that I can be blessed and be a blessing through First Baptist Church. Or maybe you're here today as a believer and you recognize, you know, there's been things I've held on so tightly, held on to so tightly, that I don't have the ability to receive what the Lord wants to give me. And today, I just want you to pray for me that I can let it go so that I can be blessed with God's abundance. Is there a decision you need to make? We're going to stand. We're going to sing. As God speaks, you come. Let's stand together. Jesus is Savior God's house. I'm glad we got to share this together and I am looking forward to seeing you again tonight as we do our Andy Under the Stars. We are so, we have been so blessed. You know, every Sunday has been a perfect Sunday for Andy Under the Stars and this week it got cold all week but it's going to be warm this afternoon and it's going to feel great this evening and I can't wait to see you because tonight is a very special night. This is a night that only comes once a year during Andy Under the Stars, and you know what I mean. Tonight is Moon Pie Night. So I look forward to seeing you there. We're going to have a great episode. We've got a great world-renowned teacher that Rich reminded us of, and we look forward to hearing that. It's going to be a great time. I hope I get to see you there. Let's bow together for a closing prayer and then our final song. Father, we thank you that you are a God who blesses us in seasons of abundance just as much as you bless us in seasons of need. Knowing, Father, that every bit of it comes from the Father's hand 
And knowing that you are willing to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or imagine through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you.